0: Well, hey there, Gateway, great to be back with you again, Mark Pomery coming to you live from the great nation of West Australia, where Louie and I, six months ago, we bought ourselves a new puppy. Uh, this is her. She is a little sheep zoo. Her name's Rumi. And uh, look, pretty much in keeping with the breed Shih Tzu, she is a very, very fussy eater. Now, in comparison, our nephew, he has a doggo. This is little Chasey. Chase is a similar size, similar age to Rumi, but the difference with Chase is that he's a different breed and his breed, well, let's just say not so fussy. Um, You know, very not discerning when it comes to food. And just recently, we noticed that little Chasey was getting a little chubby, uh, was putting on a little bit of weight and it was kind of puzzling because uh, Chase was being given high quality foods, measured portions, just three uh, meals a day and when he's done, he's done. Uh, He was getting his regular exercise as well and yet despite that, he was putting on weight. And then just two weeks ago, we discovered that his human grandfather, Louisa's dad, well, let's just say, he's a post-World War II Italian migrant who kind of lives culturally with the idea that, you know, I grew up most days starving during the war and nobody on my watch is gonna be hungry ever again. We discovered that this particular human uh, grand was giving little Chasey, well, let's just say a little bit of extra food, uh, five meals a day. And when Chasey would finish any of those five meals or potentially each of those five meals, he would look at Louise's dad, who would then give him more food? Bill Chase's theme song is I Can't Get No Satisfaction, because no matter how much he was given, he just wanted more. And look, I get it. Chances are you get it as well. I mean, think about a streaming series. You know, it bothers me when a new streaming series drop their episodes weekly. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Ted Lasso, because I watch one and I just want more. I think of Easter as probably the most favorite annual holiday, not because of the Jesus thing, but because it's a four day long weekend. Unlike a three day long weekend, you get more. I think about our TV. Now, we purchased our current TV in 2016 and I did the research and I asked the questions and I read the reviews and I talked to the guy, at Harvey Norman, who knows his stuff, and uh, we bought at the particular price point, you know, a very, very good TV, kind of like one of the better in class TVs, 55 inch uh led you know side on less than an inch thick although i'm not sure why that matters because that's not where you sit when you you know um have you been to the tv section at harvey norman recently i have and i walked through there praying the prayer get behind me satan because i'm tempted i mean look 65 inch, 75 inch, 85 inch, QLED, OLED. I mean, you could like take the roof off your house and these things are so bright, it, you'd still be able to see them clearer than I can see my current TV. And you're getting them for around the same price that we paid for our TV seven years ago. I mean, it makes me wanna come home and still sort of like accidentally nudge our TV off its stand. and blame our puppy you know like the dog ate my homework and broke our TV but I think this desire for more is baked into every one of us and I'm not convinced that it's all bad in fact I I'm convinced that it was baked into us by God himself And the problem isn't wanting more. The problem is what we want more of. And what's typically happened, particularly in our current prevailing culture, is we've been convinced of things like messaging, like happiness is just one more purchase away. And yet we buy the thing and then we're like, yeah, not really. This desire for more baked into us by God Himself was ultimately designed for us to want more of Him and more of what only He can provide. And Jesus offered us an opportunity. I was about to say gateway, but then you're thinking I'm trying to be punny. Uh, Jesus offered us and offers us an opportunity to access more of Him with a very simple two-word invitation follow me and it's an invitation that he extended to numerous people when he walked this earth now it's different to the invitation believe me see believe me is believe who i said I am, who I say I am, that I'm the son of God, abandoned heaven, died on a cross, rose from the dead, ascended back into heaven. And if you believe in me, put your faith in me, you'll experience what we call salvation, that you'll have a restored relationship with God. That's the, the invitation, believe me. This invitation, follow me, is actually a different invitation. And the pro move is to say yes to both of them. Yes, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are. And yes, Jesus, I will follow you every day. And while believe me is a ticket to salvation, follow me is a ticket to transformation. In fact, it's actually a cheat code for transformation. Any gamers out there? Gamers? Gamers? Yeah? All right. Well, you don't have to listen to the next minute because I'm going to explain what a cheat code is. And if I don't get it right, don't email me. Email Rick. All right. A cheat code, well, let's just say this. In gaming, there's kind of two ways to progress. One is just kind of to play a lot, collect a lot of, keys and coins and defeat a lot of baddies and clock up a lot of miles and you get what are called experience points and typically you'll level up in game over a period of time just by playing more. Then there's this thing called a cheat code and a cheat code is something you can enter into your keyboard or a series of clicks and clacks on your uh, controller. And the cheat code instantly, it's not a process, instantly gives you access to abilities skills powers worlds blah 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 that you wouldn't otherwise have access to and unlike experience points you can't earn a cheat code a cheat code is a gift that if you use it and only if you use it you'll level up your effectiveness And that's precisely what Jesus' invitation to follow me is. It's a cheat code to transformation. It's a cheat code to leveling up our effectiveness. And you can't earn it. You simply, we simply need to receive it as a gift to say yes to Jesus' invitation, follow me. Now, one of the people that Jesus extended this invitation to was actually an ancestor of the soccer player, Cristiano Ronaldo. Here's some things you may not know about Cristiano Ronaldo. He's the number one most followed person on Instagram. Five hundred and sixty four million followers people, hello. Uh, He has his own fashion boutique, he has a museum created in his honor. He's not forty. He's not dead. Uh, and then, you know, this year he signed a contract with a new team worth US two hundred million dollars a year. Because, you know, why not, right? And so, all of this, Cristiano Ronaldo, it it, it points to next, next, next level fame, fortune, and influence. Okay, we're not really going to talk about an ancestor of Cristiano Ronaldo, but I was making the point that Jesus actually invited somebody who, relatively speaking, had that kind of level of fame and fortune and power. And we don't know his name, uh, but he's kind of been categorized in history as a rich young man or a rich young ruler. And his interaction with Jesus would have looked something like this.
1: And behold, a man came up to him, saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these I have kept, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go, sell what you possess and give to the poor." and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me." When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, In the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on His glorious throne, you who have followed Me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for My name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life.
0: So it seems a pretty fleeting exchange, but there's a lot to unpack there. So I wanna break it down. Look, if you've got your smartphone camera, something we like to do over here in West Australia is to scan this flow code. Scan this flow code, it's gonna automatically take you to the Bible app, to the passage where Mark, one of Jesus' biographers, records this interaction. And uh, you can follow along, super, super uh, helpful thing to do. So, this is how Mark records that interaction. As Jesus went out into the street, a man came running up and greeted him with great reverence and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? See, this guy, by the prevailing culture standards, already had it all. And yet, he wanted more. Thankfully, to his credit, the thing that he wanted more of is something that it seems that to that point in his life, he'd discovered that it's something money couldn't buy. And that is and was eternal life. And this is the the most important question any of us, any human can ask While we're on this planet, Jesus, what must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus said to this guy, why are you calling me good? No one's good, only God, which is kind of Jesus pointing to the fact that only God can offer this up. You know the commandments, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat, honor your father and mother. And you know the rich young ruler said, teacher, I have from my youth kept them all. Yeah, right. Sure, we believe you. Jesus looked at him hard in the eye and loved him. And Jesus said, there's one thing left. Go and sell whatever you own and give it to the poor. All your wealth will then be heavenly wealth. And here it is. Come, follow me. The man's face clouded over because this was the last thing he expected to hear. And he walked off with a heavy heart. He was holding on. Tight to a lot of things and not about to let them go. See, Jesus offered this rich young ruler the thing that he couldn't buy with the money, the fame, and the power that he'd accumulated. Jesus was offering him a cheat code. See, the rich young ruler, he thought he'd done it all already to earn a eternal life. You know, I've, I haven't i have murdered, like, haven't even been tempted to. Um, I haven't shown up on TMZ. Like, you know, I'm, I've done all the things. Done all the things, Jesus. And I think he was just maybe looking for some kind of stamp of approval or validation. And Jesus said, all right, sure. But playing the game of life better isn't what's going to gain you eternal life. Now, something you don't know about me is that in the mornings when I'm training or pottering around, I listen to Singapore, a Singapore radio station. I know, I don't look Singaporean. I'm not Singaporean. I don't have time to explain why I listen to a Singapore radio station. But in the mornings, this particular Singapore radio stations, the DJs call themselves muttons in the morning yeah this is this story is is bizarre look and it's about to get more bizarre uh every day they have a competition pretty standard for commercial radio they want people to keep listening and calling in and all this sort of thing on Mondays they run a game called make me a deal Monday now listen carefully let me explain how that game's played The muttons in the morning, the DJs, they will have an item that was given by a sponsor, you know, and and it's kind of like, maybe it's like a gaming massage chair worth $1,500. Maybe it's like a a 55 inch TV worth, you know, two grand, something like that's quite uh, appealing. And to try and win this item, you need to call in and offer them something that you have. Typically, something of lesser value, but not something of no value, and they'll take three callers, and each three of the three callers will pitch them. You know, I've got these uh, headphones; they're worth about two hundred fifty dollars. I'll give them to you if, and then you know, you send me the, the the bigger prize, or I've got this, whatever it is, PlayStation Two. You know, and the callers are not offering the muttons in the morning anything of no value but they are offering them something of less value. And effectively, what they are trying to do and what this game requires them, see, unlike a lot of competitions, you just get the prize. You know, you answer the question right or you're the first call of it, whatever it is, you get the prize. That would be an add-on. This game, you don't get the prize as an add-on, you get the prize as a trade-up. And the reason I share that is the rich young ruler he was looking for an add-on like I've accumulated everything that I think that I want need more than what I'll ever be able to use and I it's come to me that the one thing that I don't have and haven't figured out how I can acquire is eternal life And he came to Jesus hoping for an add-on and Jesus says, no, 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 for you, it's going to require a trade-up, not an add-on. And then we learned that he didn't want a trade-up because a trade-up would have required him letting go of something that was most important to him, but from Jesus' perspective, wasn't the most important thing, it was something of less value. And would. Jesus was requiring him to give that up in order to gain the thing of absolute, ultimate value. And Mark kind of buries the lead on this. See, he records Jesus looked him hard in the eye and loved him. This speaks to Jesus' motivation. When Jesus then asked him to trade up, to give away something of, from a kingdom point of view, less value, Jesus wasn't asking something from him. He wanted ultimately to get something for him. And this is critical that we understand this, that we understand that Jesus, whenever he ever asks us to give something, It's always motivated by love. And it's not because he wants something from us. It's because he wants something for us. And this is what we can find out for ourselves. And this is what the rich young ruler never got to find out for himself. And that is that you can't ever give up more than God will give back. The rich young ruler never got to find this out because he walked off with a heavy heart. He was holding on tight to a lot of things and not about to let go. Translation, um, I want eternal life, but not that much. Shifting gears. Last year, Taylor Swift achieved a never before in history achievement. Any Swifties out there? Swifties, come on now. Yeah, so in October 2022, she released her new album, Midnight, and the very next day, Taylor Swift took over all 10 of the top 10 spots in the Billboard Top 100 charts. What never happened before in history knocked everyone out of the top 10? So I've got a question for you. But before I ask it, just check, look down and check that you're wearing your big boy pants or your big girl pants, because I'm about to ask a growing up question. All right. We good? Locked and loaded? Here's my question. Where would Jesus feature in your top 10 right now, today? And I know that the right answer is he's number one, he's always number one, he's always gonna be number one. But look, come on now, can we be honest? Sometimes he slides down, he does. One of the reasons that it's so easy, because look, Jesus don't like sliding down. He likes to be number one. He doesn't like to be equal number one don't like to be number 2 he's not satisfied just being in the top 10 this cheat code this invitation this pathway to transformation it works best when Jesus is number 1 every day in every way one of the reasons it's so easy to let him slide down our charts is because it's sometimes the competition comes from good things I mean, he says, okay, don't murder. And you think to yourself, yeah, all right, I'm good with that. But what about other things? Busyness, financial pressures, distractions. But, you know, like good things. Sometimes things of our choosing. Sometimes, these are the more surreptitious things that can knock Jesus off the number one in our charts. And if you have, I'm not saying this to judge you. I can't even see you. Um, But here's the pro move. Right now, and then tomorrow, and then the day after that, and then the day after that, keep asking that same question. Where is Jesus in my top 10 right now? Because only by putting Him and keeping Him, number one, do we get to access things that money can't buy. More joy, more purpose, and more satisfaction. All right. The moment you've all been waiting for. Jesus doesn't ask everyone to give up all of their money and stuff. Ready? Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Namaste, gateway. Not only doesn't He ask that of everyone, He didn't ask that of anyone. Just this one particular guy on this one particular instance. That said, the same principle applies to us as it applies to the rich young ruler, that there will be some things that Jesus asks us to trade up, asks us to put Him number one and let them slide down the charts. Something good in exchange for God's best. All right, let me land this real quickly. Next, Jesus double clicked to the followers after the rich young ruler had walked away. Double click with his followers that salvation can't be earned like a cheat code. It's a gift. Next thing he talked about, and look, this depends what translation you read this in. A lot of translations talk about Jesus saying that it's impossible for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, which... (sighs) If salvation is a gift that's offered for everyone, then that makes no sense. But I would encourage you to read in the message version, which is the one that I've been unpacking today, which I think just finally clears things up. The message translation interprets Jesus as saying, it's almost impossible for people who think they have it all to enter the kingdom of heaven. And it's like this rich young ruler, he, he didn't think he needed, that he's like, I'm good. I've got the house, the wife, the kids, the boat, the annual overseas vacation. What do I need Jesus for? Well, mate, all that stuff you just mentioned, you can't take it with you. But one of the hardest people or people groups that you and I will will find in sharing our faith with is people who think they have it all. See, a lot of people like to meet Jesus on the way down, but Don't think they need Him if and when they're sitting at the top. Peter, Mr. All Gas No Brakes, says to Jesus, well, listen, we left everything and followed you. We traded up. And Jesus said, mark my words, no one who sacrifices house, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, land, remember, all good things, whatever, because of me and my message will lose out and they'll get it back but multiplied many times and other translations say 100 times, hello, in homes, brothers, sisters, mothers and land, but also in troubles and then the bonus of eternal life. Gateway, you can't give up more than God
1: will give back.